the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it To Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel, arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the Dayspring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to Today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. There are times in our lives that no matter what we do, a situation or condition is not lifting and we may feel powerless and weak. But the Lord is not powerless nor weak. And he certainly doesn't feel powerless or weak either. We might feel powerless. We might feel weak. We might feel unable. We might feel incapable. We might feel inadequate because of the situation they Apostle certainly felt like that. Amen? He suddenly felt like inadequate, felt like weak, felt like insufficient. God did not feel like that. And certainly God was not powerless. God was not weak. But the man of God felt like that. And he actually expressed it. There are some questions that come up in our lives. And there are some questions that come up here talking about this. Does the righteous suffer? Even the apostle is suffering here, and the suffering won't go away. I believe that we all know that the righteous do suffer. The righteous don't just suffer, the righteous die. Amen? The righteous die then. The righteous die now. There are many who are dying for their faith, even now. While we are enjoying great peace in America, there are many who are being killed because they are Christians. They kill them, they torture them, they do all kinds of things to them because they are Christians for their faith. The account of Job is right before our eyes. He suffered. God permitted him to suffer in the hands of Satan. In this place also, interestingly, Paul was experiencing difficulty suffering in the hands of Satan. A messenger of Satan to buffet me, he said. Second Corinthians 12. The accounts of the early Christians also tell us that the righteous do suffer. James was killed. And Peter was put in prison to be killed. Paul and Silas were locked up. Before they were locked up, they were what? They were flogged. They beat them to bleeding. And while they were still locked up bleeding, they put them in jail. And in jail, what were they doing? They were praying and singing to God. Amen? Now, how many of us would do that? How many of us will accept the fact that, yes, we're suffering for Christ, and yes, it's okay. Or we're going to be basically crying and weeping and say, God, you deserted me. God, you don't love me. 
How could you let them beat me up? How could you allow them to put me in prison? How could you allow me to suffer? They were glad to suffer for Christ. They were even praying and singing. And they were still believing God that allowed them to be put in prison to deliver them. That is actually the challenge for us. That is the challenge for us that the Lord that permits something to happen for whatever reason, we can still turn around and pray to him and say, Lord, deliver me from this. That is the great challenge, really. It's a fine line that if you're not careful, you basically fall on the other side. For you to believe God, that he is still good, the same God that allowed the thing to happen, that he would deliver you from the same thing. And for Paul and Silas to still believe that God would deliver them, the same God that allowed them to be beaten, the same God that allowed them to be put in prison, they still prayed and sang to him and praised him and worshipped him, hoping and believing and praying that he would deliver them from the trouble. At a point in the life of Apostle Paul, towards the end of his ministry, he was going to go to Jerusalem and testify. And uh, there were revelations and prophecies and, and uh, word of knowledge and whatever, telling him and telling everybody that it was not going to be good in Jerusalem. That they were going to beat him up. He was going to have imprisonment. They're going to imprison him. They're going to there will be a lot of you no know, a lot of trouble awaiting him in Jerusalem. And everybody was crying. All the brethren were crying. And he said to them, and basically what they were saying to him, don't go. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, don't go. But he said what? Why are you breaking my heart? Why are you crying? I am going. And by the way, I'm ready not just to be put in prison, not just to be tortured. I'm ready to, to do what? To die. How many of us will be able to say that in the face of death, in the face of suffering? The scripture says you have not even resisted unto blood, trying to stand against sin, and you are weak. Jesus Christ resisted unto blood. He resisted the devil unto blood. He died. He said, you have not even died yet, and you are discouraged. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. May we be able to say that all the time in the name of Jesus. If for whatever reason God permits us to suffer or be exposed to such, is he still God? And I say that again. If for whatever reason God permits us to suffer or be exposed to such, is he still God? Oh wow, he's still God. Okay. Is he still good? Should we still believe him for deliverance? Should we still believe him for protection? Can we still continue to believe him for healing? Can we still continue to believe him for prosperity? Can we still continue to believe him for anything whatsoever? My grace is sufficient for you. I am with you, the Lord is saying. Remain with me. I am with you, the Lord was saying to Apostle Paul, and the Lord is saying to you, I am with you, my grace is sufficient for you. Remain with me. Abide in the place of my grace. The place of his grace is his house. The place of his grace is his presence. That's where you get grace. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you. Remain in the place of grace. I am with you. And because I am with you, 
My grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Don't leave the place of grace. Because if you leave the place of, the place of grace, you're on your own. You're on your own. My grace is sufficient for you. Remain in the place of grace. Remain in my presence. Remain in my house. The house of the Lord is the place of grace and glory. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you means my presence is enough for you. My word, the word of grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified, is enough for you. And my spirit, the spirit of grace, is sufficient for you. I want to repeat that. My grace is sufficient for you means my presence is sufficient for you. My word, the word of grace, is sufficient for you. My spirit, the spirit of grace, is sufficient for you. Amen? We cannot do without him. We cannot do without his presence. We cannot do without his word. We cannot do without his spirit. Amen? If we remain with him, then we are in the place of grace. And his grace is sufficient for us. His grace is adequate. His grace is good enough. You don't have to add anything to it. You don't have to do anything with it. His grace, his presence, his spirit, his word, just enough for you. Amen. But as you know, this grace does not come by injection. Amen. If it comes by injection, we will all, you know, maybe every day get the injection. No, it comes by what? It comes by what? It comes by reading the word. It comes by connecting with the word. It comes by allowing yourself to be in his presence. It comes by accessing the grace of God. The scripture says, don't run away. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Whatever you have done, don't run away from the presence of the Lord. Even if you have made a mistake, don't run away. Come to the presence of the Lord. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Because you have an high priest. There is somebody there who understands your problems. He had been in problems before. And he understands. He will help you. He will give you grace in time of need. So come. Come boldly to the throne of grace. So that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. My grace is sufficient for you. The grace of the Lord is only available in his presence. In his presence, meaning in his word. In his presence, meaning with his spirit. By his spirit, with his presence, you will have grace. The suffering of the righteous doesn't make him unrighteous, less righteous, or less spiritual. Do you know that? If you are suffering, or if you are going through difficulty as a Christian, as a righteous person, as a man of God, you know, as a preacher, whatever, as a, as a pastor, as an apostle, or just as a Christian, does it make you any less a Christian? Hmm? Does it make you less righteous? Oh, because you are suffering. Now you are less of a Christian. Oh, because he's suffering. Oh, that means he's not as spiritual. Hmm? Oh, he's suffering, so he's not as spiritual. No. When Apostle Paul was going through this in 2 Corinthians 12, did that make him less spiritual? Yes, he felt weak. He felt like less spiritual, but he wasn't less spiritual. He felt like it. Amen. But that was for him to depend on the Lord, not to depend on himself. Because sometimes, you know, we kind of get to know too much. Knowledge puffs up. But charity, love, does what? Edify. 
Knowledge puffs you up. Knowledge makes your head big. You know? Knowledge makes your head big. But charity or love edifies you, builds you up. Amen? God doesn't want us to be puffed up, to be high-minded. He wants us to remain humble. Because in the place of, of humility is exhortation. In the place of humility, in the place of humility, we receive more grace. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.